Welcome to the First Mentor Podcast. Here, you will hear us talk about a variety of topics for the entire family that will hopefully spark a discussion, create a new curiosity, or simply teach you something new. The goal is to inspire you to learn life skills and soft skills not taught in school and prepare you to live an extraordinary life. Come on and spend some time with us on your commute to school or anytime you're free. Hello, mentees and family of mentees. Welcome to the first mentor podcast. And this is your host, Vanessa Yang. Thanks for joining us today for episode 61. And today we'll cover another interesting topic around health and fitness. And that is talking about superfoods. We're going to cover what they are, why they're so good for you, and go over a few examples that you should be aware of and include into your regular diet. Now, Please make sure at the end, don't forget to subscribe, add us to your favorite list, and share with your friends and family. And now without further ado, let's get started. Now let's start with a definition. What are actually superfoods? This term has actually been used quite often in the recent years, many times as a marketing buzzword for healthy eating, but there's really no real definition. After studying for my holistic nutrition certificate, I learned the term superfood overall is used to describe food that nature has gifted us that have the highest nutrition density. Now, what does that mean? Now, in other words, on a per calorie basis, superfoods have the highest ratio of micronutrients such as vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, fibers, and phytochemicals. Chances are you probably heard about some of the superfoods before, but there's always new ones tooted as a new superfood, right? I remember at one time, kale was talked about everywhere as a superfood included in many types of different recipes and ingredients and smoothies and so on and so forth. Another one is turmeric or pomegranate, right? So all of them were mentioned at one point. What comes to your mind when you think about superfood? Now, if you're curious to learn more about superfoods, because obviously I cannot cover everything in this episode, here are a few resources that I used and followed and referenced for today. But there's also several other books that I have read and experts that I have learned from. But of course, we don't have time to mention all of them. So here are the main references I relied on for today. 1. Yoursuper.com now, Your Super is a company that I mentioned before in one of my other episodes because I use their products and I'm actually a big fan. And the company is located in Los Angeles, but they also have an office in Berlin, Germany, and that's where they started. But anyways, Your Super sells pure, organic, vegan, and convenient superfood mixes. They also have tons of information on their blog and podcast. So if you're interested, I could probably have a podcast episode just about them because I love the products and their business. So let me know in the comment section if you would like me to do so. Now, number two... I also learned from Julie Morris, who's a natural food chef and a strong advocate of the whole foods plant-based diets, which includes lots of superfoods. Now, she published a lot of recipe books that include superfoods. Third, Dr. Josh X. He's a certified doctor of natural medicine and a clinical nutritionist. 
You probably will hear me mention more about him in another episode because I have also purchased courses from him about essential oils and learning about leaky gut. So I will share more information with you in the future once I actually had the chance to complete those courses. I also enjoyed learning from Darren Olin, who's a superfood expert and a nutritionist, creator of Shakeology, and a co-host of the Netflix docuseries Down to Earth with Zac Efron. If you haven't had the chance to watch it, please take a look because I thought it was a really interesting one and I learned a lot from it. Now in this episode today, I will share with you five superfoods that we should all try to incorporate into a diet on a regular basis, like I mentioned earlier. Of course, I left out many different types in this episode, but because of my Asian heritage, I also would love to cover the following in another one, like items like ginger, turmeric, goji berry, and many others. In addition, I also didn't mention superfoods such as berries, collard greens, and many others because I kind of mentioned them in my episode 14 of the First Mentor podcast. So if you're interested, go and check that episode out. But anyways, let's dive into my five superfoods for today. They are no particular order. First one on our list are acai berries. You probably heard about them, but what are they? Acai berries are small, dark, purple edible berries from a certain type of palm tree from Central and South America, especially in the Amazon region, where they are a staple of the native tribe's diets. Acai berries have a high concentration of antioxidants, about three times as much as conventional blueberries. In addition, these berries also include important vitamins such as vitamin A, C, and E, and they have a high level of omega-3s, 6, and 9s content, which are good fat and also low in sugar. Now, because of their nutrient density, this superfood can play an important role in preventing cancer, diabetes, heart-related diseases, and brain and nerve-related disorders. Acai berry have a mild berry flavor and are very slightly oily and creamy, but it's very pleasant. I've never tasted them fresh, unfortunately, because I don't know where to find them. But I was told the fresh ones taste like a mix of chocolate and blackberry all in one. So it sounds very interesting, doesn't it? Now, since I can't find them raw, I normally purchase them in frozen puree packs in a liquid juice form or dried powder form. So when purchasing acai products, look for products that are pure and simple. In other words, read your food labels, right? Don't purchase those with added sweeteners or too many additional ingredients, especially the ones you can't pronounce or don't understand. If you read citric acid as an ingredient listed in acai products, that's okay, according to Julie Morris. It's just simply a natural vitamin C added to preserve acai's fats which spoil pretty fast without some protection. For me personally, I normally purchase frozen puree packs, and I prefer the Trader Joe's versions over other brands, which I also saw at Costco, for example, because Trader Joe's has the more pure version. As I was reading Costco's labels, I noticed there's a lot more stuff in there, and Trader Joe's, like I mentioned earlier, more pure. So as far as the juice is concerned, I have only tried the Zambazon brand, which tastes pretty good in my opinion, but it has added sugar and some other ingredients. So I'll probably have to look for other brands in the future. Regarding the powder version, I have never purchased it in pure form, 
but in form of the forever beautiful mix from your super. Now, this mix is supposed to be very good for our skin and includes other superfood ingredients such as chia seeds, acerola cherries, blueberries, and maki berries. According to your super, acai berries has four main health benefits. One, they're good for our skin. Two, they have anti-cancer properties. Three, they're good for our brain. And four, they're also good for our heart. The way we at home include acai berries in our diets is generally in form of smoothies. Or when it's hot in the summer, I also make acai bowls for the family. So what I do is I use the frozen purees and I also add some other healthy ingredients such as frozen bananas or frozen berries. And then what I do is I top the acai bowls with fresh fruits, nuts and seeds. I also tend to add Forever Beautiful mix from your super into my yogurt or oatmeal. And sometimes we just drink the juice alone or add the juice to smoothies. Hopefully some of those ideas inspire you to add acai berry into your diet. So next we have chia seeds. Chia seeds are small edible seeds native to Central America. And they have been around for thousands of years, mainly among the Incan and the Aztec diets. It's pretty flavorless, so you can incorporate it into your food in many different ways. Now, chia seeds are high in protein, omega-3 fatty acids, fiber, and antioxidants. In addition, it also has a very powerful compound called mucilage that helps them retain water and therefore prevent dehydration. They also absorb as much as 8 to 9 times their weight, when soaked in water just after 10 to 15 minutes, according to Julie Morris. At that point, it becomes like a gel-like thicker structure. It's also great as a thickening agent because it has very low calories. And we use chia seeds all the time. I actually read somewhere before that those seeds absorb so much water, so it's better to soak them in water first and use the chia gel in your recipes before you consume them instead of just straight out of the bag. Because otherwise, there could be chances of blockages in your system because the raw chia seeds will absorb the liquid in your body and then expand internally. So be very careful. I mean, if you have like a little bit that you use, that's fine. But if it's a larger amount, make sure you kind of create the gel first and use the gel and add those to your recipe. Now, your super mentions that there are three main health benefits to chia seeds. One, healthy skin. Because of the amount of antioxidants protecting us from UV rays, pollution, and smoke. Number two, chia seeds are heart healthy. Thanks to the omega-3 fatty acids, which reduce inflammation, lower your blood pressure, and cholesterol. And number three, Chia seeds are great for digestion due to its high fiber content that helps us stay regular and remove toxins from the body and promote a healthy gut bacteria. So these are pretty good health benefits, aren't they? I generally have a big bag of dried chia seeds at home. And after I create a gel, I mix about one cup of water with two tablespoons of chia seeds. So I use that in smoothies. I add them to my oatmeal or I add it to juices to create something to chew on while I'm drinking. It's just a healthier version of boba, I guess. And in addition, we make chia seed pudding, which is a great breakfast or an excellent healthy dessert. And chia seed pudding is something my friend introduced to me once he had diabetes. We were talking about how to lower our sugar level, 
and still be able to eat some sweets. And he recommended chia seed pudding to me. And I tried and I loved it ever since. And you can find a simple recipe of the chia seed pudding in the blog section at firstmentorstreet.com. Remember, first is spelled one S-T. Next is flax seeds. Now, flax seeds are small, tough, glossy seeds with a mild, nutty flavor. But in order to access the benefits, it must be ground into powder before consumption. Otherwise, they just pass through your body and we don't digest them and therefore don't get the benefits from all flax seeds have to offer. So I've learned that from reading some of the nutrition books. And ever since then, I don't buy the whole seeds anymore. I just buy the ground versions. So what are the benefits of flax seeds? It helps us support our brain, heart, and joint health. And it also has anti-inflammatory effects, boosts healthy skin, and balances our hormones. It's one of the best sources of essential fatty acids and vitamin E and contains a lot of fiber. And I actually read on nutritionfacts.org that Dr. Greger actually prefers flax seeds over chia seeds because of their higher lignin content, which has anti-cancer effects. And Dr. Greger is somebody I referred to in one of my prior podcast episodes when I talked about his book, How Not to Die. Since I talked about flax seeds in another episode before, you could refer to episode 14, which was called Healthy Eating Tips for Additional Information About Flax Seeds. But I only brought it up briefly since I think flax seeds are so good for you and also very, very easy to incorporate into our healthy lifestyle. Now let's talk about wheatgrass next, our fourth superfood. I first heard about wheatgrass in my young adult years and that was actually from one of my Tony Robbins courses. Yeah, surprised, right? Because in those courses, Tony not only talks about growth and development, but he also talks about our health. And he talked about the alkaline effect of wheatgrass and how important it is for our body to be alkaline instead of acidic. Dr. X listed wheatgrass first in his article, 20 Top Superfoods to Get Into Your Diet. And he mentioned that wheatgrass is prepared from freshly sprouted leaves of the common wheat plant. So it's basically a type of edible grass, I guess. And apparently Egyptians loved it thousands of years ago because of its health benefits. Wheatgrass has a high amount of antioxidants, amino acids, vitamins A, C, and E, as well as minerals such as iron, calcium, and magnesium. And it also provides you with chlorophyll, which is a green pigment in plants that helps them create energy through the sun in a process called photosynthesis. You probably heard about that before when you learned it in biology, I guess in elementary or middle school. I don't remember how long ago it was, but I remember photosynthesis and chlorophyll. So we benefit from that energy when we consume chlorophyll-rich food as well. Now, Dr. Axe actually wrote a whole article on wheatgrass alone with 21 benefits, including promoting our metabolism, improving digestion, establishing an alkaline environment in our bodies, like mentioned before, and it also purifies our livers, 
support our sugar regulation, stopping the growth of unhealthy bacteria, detoxifying our bodies from heavy metals, improving sleep, fighting skin conditions, improving eyesight, and many others. But how incredible is that? Now you can try wheatgrass in a fresh juice shot, in tablet form, powder form, or even in raw, if you can handle it. Now, after my exposure to Tony Robbins from my early years, I've been telling myself for years I want to become more alkaline and I want to try a wheatgrass shot. But it took me a long time to finally get there. And I went to Jamba Juice one time. It's a chain of smoothie bars, right? And let me tell you, when I had my very first wheatgrass shot, I didn't like it at all. It made me feel like a cow. You know, instead of eating grass, I was just drinking a concentrated shot of grass. So needless to say, unfortunately, I never tried it again because I'm a foodie and I love to eat good food. But I also try to incorporate healthy ways, right? But I'm actually glad that I'm able to find it in powder form so that I can still enjoy many of its health benefits. What I do at home is I include wheatgrass into my diet in form of the super green mix that I also purchased from your super. And that mix also has barley grass, moringa, chlorella, spirulina, and others. It's a great way to increase our intake of greens while supporting my immunity. So now I'm consuming wheatgrass this way as part of my daily green shop. Now, have you heard about hemp seeds? That's our next superfood. Hemp seeds are small and golden with a chlorophyll-filled portion inside. Because hemp seeds come from the cannabis family, it was often ignored until very recently. It doesn't contain THC, which is actually the compound that makes you high. That's what its cousins is known for. But hemp seeds itself, I read, is completely safe to consume and actually very healthy. And I actually used to be confused myself until I did some research about hemp seeds, because before I ignored it too. Now, hemp seed has a taste that reminds me of like a sunflower seed because they're technically considered a type of nut. And hemp seeds are typically sold as hemp hearts, which are generally shelled hemp seeds or as a hemp protein powder. Apparently, hemp seed oil is also available for purchase. But since I never used it before, I'll focus my discussion today more on the seeds and powder version. Now let's talk about hemp seeds' nutritious value and benefits. They are known as one of the best plant protein sources Mother Nature has to offer. Now for starters, it not only includes all the essential amino acids, but all 20 amino acids, which makes it a complete protein. It's very easily digestible and is closest to being alkaline among all protein sources. In addition, they contain minerals such as iron, magnesium, and zinc, and are a great source for essential fatty acids, which are healthy fats, as well as GLA, which helps balance our hormones. Your super mentions the top five benefits of hemp seed protein powders are 1. It supports the development, growth, and maintenance of muscles, 
tissues and vital organs in our bodies, in addition to boosting metabolism and increasing fat burning thanks to its quality protein. Oh, I need some more of that now that I remember this. <laughs> Number two, it builds and repairs muscles. And three, it might reduce the risk of heart disease due to its lower omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. And I don't know if you remember, but diets high in omega-3 and low in omega-6 generally increase inflammation, which could lead to many diseases. Now, the hemp seeds ratio could help us balance this out and reduce inflammation as a result. And I also checked what the ratio of omega-3 to omega-6 should be, and I read the proper ratio should be 1 to 4 for omega-3 versus omega-6. So less in three and more in six, four times as much actually. Going back to the benefits of hemp seeds. So four, it improves digestion and cleanses the colon thanks to its rich fiber contents. And five, it fights sugar cravings. Again, thanks to its rich fiber content, which makes you feel fuller for a longer period of time and helps you regulate your blood sugar level. Now, Dr. Axe mentioned on his website that hemp seeds benefits exceeds what I mentioned prior. We can also add the following two benefits to hemp seeds, including one, elevation of arthritis and joint pains, and two, it boosts hair, skin, and our nail health. Wow, lots of benefits there. Now, how can you incorporate into the diet? The way we incorporate hemp seeds or hemp protein powder into our diet is to mix it into creamy types of smoothies. Or what I also do is I sprinkle hemp seeds hearts on top of my oatmeal, my acai bowls, and chia seed pudding even. Or another option what you could do is I sometimes toast a piece of whole wheat bread. And then what I do is I cut some bananas and then I sprinkle hemp seeds over it. So you can definitely find different ways to be creative here. Okay, I covered five of some of the superfoods I wanted to introduce to you in this episode, but there's also many other ones, such as pomegranate, cacao, moringa, spirulina, and many, many others. And hopefully this episode gave you some curiosity to look into what superfoods are and how you can incorporate them into your diets, right? Because we all could use something healthier and go away from really processed food. And I hope you enjoyed our episode talking about superfoods today. And go out, find some, incorporate them into your diet, make yourself some smoothies or some oatmeal or healthy breakfast bowls in the morning, and go from there. Slow, small steps. And thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you being here with us today and we hope you have an amazing day. Talk to you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.